Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. It's time for you and those you love to step off the addiction roller coaster for good and learn a solution that works. It's called Move Past Addiction Masterclass, and it's a free one hour live online class where you'll hear new and empowering information about how to solve addiction for good without steps, meetings, rehabs, or being labeled for life. If you're struggling or you love someone who is, then this masterclass is for you. To enroll in this free one-hour class, click the link provided or go to thefreedommodel.org and choose the date and time that works for you. See you at the masterclass. Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Addiction Solution. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran. And we, along with our colleague Stephen Slate, wrote... These books, The Freedom Model for Addictions and The Freedom Model for the Family. And Mark is, boy, he's almost finished with his section of the uh, second edition. Um, and we're sending it de- to Stephen right now for his input on the second edition. Yep. So that's very exciting. That will definitely be out in 2024. This is the last episode of 2023. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So, so a uh, couple of things housekeeping wise, we have the QR code scan right there. If you're on a PC and you have your phone, you can click on that and register for a free master class. It's, it's one hour. Like I said, it's free and it'll go through the entire uh, foundation of the freedom model. It'll give you some lessons it will uh, that, that we uh, actually teach in the freedom model online program. So it gives some examples of that. Um, and it's Michelle and I, and it's live now, if you can't make the, the allotted time, the scheduled time for the event, then, uh, just register anyway, because you can watch the replay at your convenience once, once you're registered. Yeah. Yeah. Or go to thefreedommodel.org and a pop-up will show up and you can register there if you're not looking on. Yeah. And if you don't see the pop-up, it's still right on the front page. So we make it super easy to register for the class. Yep. So Yeah. Check that out. It's definitely very helpful. And um, we're trying to get used to this this new setup. So if I'm, I seem a little. <laughs> well, if we're moving around a lot, we're trying to figure out how the microphones work and things like that. Because we noticed on the last one that we're in and out uh, from, from. Right. From, we, from weren't, we weren't using the microphones properly, yeah. apparently. But I mean, I don't think it was too bad. I hope it wasn't too bad for But everyone. what's nice is I can finally sit back and relax a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Slouch like I do. <laughs> I'm trying I'm not to be slouchy. <laughs> um, well, All right. What were we going to talk? Oh, I guess I guess what we're going to talk about is what, what do you talk about at the end of a year? You talk about you know the passage of time, and here we are. You know, it seems like we were just celebrating New Year's for 2023, and we're at the end. Yeah, it's the end, and you know you can't help 
but take stock in the year and think, hmm, am I where I wanted to be? Right. And so Michelle was saying earlier, are you going to be where you want to be a year from now? Yeah. So a lot of times when you look at the previous year, you go, oh my God, I wasted it, let's say. Right. Um, and that's probably not entirely true. We learn, yeah. we learn things no matter if things are hard or not, or we make things hard for ourselves. All of that can be beneficial in the end, right? So try not to beat yourself up too badly. Some of you maybe have had a brutal year, a very difficult year. Some of you have had massive successes and most of us are somewhere in between there, right? Um, and so what we want to talk about on a macro level is how to be happy yeah. because the passage of time is an, it's the most valuable human resource that exists because it is an ever diminishing resource. You never, yeah. uh, have more of it. It's not like and you money can't get it back. Whatever. Right. Right. Once it, once it's gone, it's the passage of time. Right. Um, so the question becomes, how do you, how do you make that passage of time valuable to yourself and how can you be happy? Yeah. And now um, I'm not so sure that I'm blissful all the time. I can tell you I'm not. Oh, I'm definitely not. Um, but I am really happy with my life. Me too. Um, and I can tell you that even in hard times in the past, in the past 34 years, since I really decided to change my life, no matter how hard things got, I knew that I was capable of being happy. And I think that that is, is really important for Boy, human beings, ever. you know, because life is life. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I've gone through long periods of time when I look back and I, I just, I get to this point in the year and I do that. I'll, I'll kind of look back at the year, but I'll also look back further. And, you know, this past weekend where my son is having his first child and mm -hmm. we were celebrating, we were having a, the baby shower and, and a lot of people were there and a lot of people that grew up with my kids were there that are now adults themselves. And so, you know, when all that is happening and you, you really kind of look at it and go, wow, we've come a long ways, haven't we? Like, like time passed. And even during the times that I thought I wasn't doing well, you know, that I thought that I was really struggling personally, I was learning, I was learning, I was growing. And so I can't really look back on those times and judge myself too harshly because I did the best I could. Well, that's, here's, here's something that when you were talking, I was thinking about, and maybe some of you out there are in this place. So when I was a kid, I can remember hearing people say, now, mind you, this is in the seventies and, and 80s, okay? <laughs> yes. so people weren't very mindful about people's feelings or any of that, <laughs> that didn't exist. And I, I think to a certain degree that was good, but they would say things like, you know, in health class or wherever, just in general conversation, things yeah. like you know, bad times go by, you know, and it's all temporary. And I remember thinking, now some of you might be in this position. I remember thinking at that time, not in my life. My life has been a hell since I was born. I mean, mm. I, I really didn't, 
I had sort of the first seven years were good when my parents were together and then things just rapidly went down. So for a period of over 10 years, the next 10 years, really bad things were happening to me and I had very little control being a kid. And I remember thinking, fuck you. You know, it doesn't get better for me. You don't know what my life. And now I couldn't just go to somebody and explain that because it's just, so the question became, and I, now that I look back, how did I survive that? Now I had two suicide attempts in that time. I, I was very hopeless. I was very, very hopeless because every time I heard somebody say some platitude, like an after school special or something, mm. you know, it, it's, everything is temporary. And I'm like, in that context of my life, I, I, I was like, no, that's not true. You're, you're lying to me because things are really bad. Well, here's, what's interesting about that. When I look back, hmm. the only way that I could survive that was by going inside myself because there was nobody to talk to. We didn't have people that gave a shit. Okay. And I went inside myself and I did find happiness. Now, was my life good? No, it was a lot of it was really very painful. But what happened was I went inside myself and I said, I can be happy here. I didn't know I was saying that. I didn't have a choice. It was either that or die or turn into a psychopath, right? At the people that were harming me, um, which was an option. And sometimes I did go a little crazy <laughs> protecting myself. But the point is, I was able to wrest happiness out of the, these terrible circumstances by going inside my mind. I found happiness in art and expressing myself in art at school. Um, and then I built a couple of friendships and I was able to eke out some pleasure and happiness and pleasure was my, uh, sort of form of happiness at that time. It was very fleeting and, and that ended painfully too. But the point is I I found a way and the beauty of that was when I finally was in a circumstance, a set of circumstances where life was shining on me, where I'd worked out and I became an adult and I rebuilt my life. I had a skill set that was far superior than other people who had it easy when they were young. I was able to take life's hits with grace because it was nothing compared to what it was like when I had a, when I was a kid and I had no control. Now I had control as an adult and, and I could go inside myself. I could, I could pull out the resources and say, I can be happy no matter what. Yeah, I think that's it's really interesting. The positive, I mean, what you're talking about is the positive drive principle. Yep. You know that that you have innately, you innately find a way to make life more palatable, and in even the worst situations, and we see this throughout humanity that that in the in some of the worst conditions and the worst situations, people find ways to eke out small small ways to be happy. And, and so I I think sometimes when we develop addictions, so to speak, we get into kind of, I see this all the time, we get into kind of survival mode where we're just trying to eke out small ways to be happy. And you did do that for a period of time in heavy substance use. Yes. And, and there is a natural process of figuring out when that stops working. Yes. But people go beyond that, right? They go beyond that. And so then it stops working. You 
dive deeper into it. And then it kind of becomes very confusing where, where you're like, okay, I do want to change this. I'm not as happy as I could be. I do want to change this. And now we, in the last episode, we talked all about that becomes a difficult because of the misinformation out there about substances. Um, what I want to talk about in this respect is the passage of time. So when you make a decision and you start thinking, I want to change this, I want to change this, then we talk about you become mindful, become mindful in the moment. And I think some people doing the freedom model perceive that, oh, I'm going to have to be mindful like this all the time. I'm going to have to always point. look at the benefits. I'm going to have to always be thinking about this. And, and it almost becomes tedious and they give up yeah. because, because they don't, they don't want to spend all their time. And I get it. I, I don't want to spend all my time thinking, should I have another drink? Uh, should I go uh, do cocaine tonight? Um, should I like, I don't want to spend all my time thinking about that, but you need to understand it's not that way. It's not that way. You don't have to. Only when you're initially making the change really is mindfulness applied. Right. So what you're talking about is the process of changing and evolving as a person and the fact that learning new concepts is a temporary thing as you master it. Yes. And, and what the freedom model allows us to do is to master identifying lies we're being told. And when you master seeing the matrix for what it is, the recovery matrix, all the lies that are keeping you trapped, once you see it, it can't be undone. That's right. Then it becomes easy. Yes. But it's like any learning process. I watched my son at five years old learn to wrestle. And if you if you mm. understand wrestling is like human chess, it's very complex that because you're dealing with four limbs, gravity, body, and two people that are trying to have superiority. And I thought, how are these coaches going to teach these little kids? Well, my God, by 10 years old, within five years, they, they were almost like college level wrestlers. Well, it, was, it became it was, second nature. Yeah. It, and, and, but I can remember all the tears and all the bruises and the broken bones and the black eyes and the beat up, all that on the front end is like any learning experience. It's a rough and tumble sort of ugly, messy process. <laughs> But Michelle mentioned it, that in the passage of time, if you stick with anything, your positive drive is going to sort it out. You're going to find your path. You're going to identify with certain things that really, really resonate with you. And whether that's solving an addiction or, or just learning to be happier, a career or a relationship, relationships change, yeah, marriages sure. change. Um, everything in this world is this constantly evolving thing. Um, here's an interesting quick story that, that always reminds me of this. So I go up this mountain called Tongue Mountain outside of Bolton mm -hmm. Landing in, in, in New, upstate New York in the Adirondacks. And I've taken guests up there. It was the first mountain I went up with Jerry in January of 1990. And I've, I've probably gone up and down this mountain 70 or 80 times. In that time, there was this tree, this, this um, fir tree that had fallen diagonally across the trail. And every single time that I went up this mountain, it had changed a little bit. Well, today, every time I pass by this patch of ground, it has dissolved into just a stripe 
of tannin, which is the what they tan leather out of. It's the the color of the wood is in the ground now. There is no tree. There is nothing. It is literally a stripe in the dirt. Mm. And this was a complete, probably 18 inch wide tree. That's how long it's 30 years wow. of decay. But I watched it like time lapse and it every time reminds me of how old I am. <laughs> um, but also that I was a child. I was a kid. I was 19 years old when I first saw that tree and how much it's evolved. And it reminds me that I need to evolve, that the universe is evolving without me. So if I don't adapt, I can't be happy. Yeah. I can't be happy if I'm not willing to keep up with the times. And that's not to say you have to watch your cell phone and keep up with technology. No, keep up with the times of who you are and what you want and figuring that out in the passage of time. Yeah. And figuring out what, what you like and don't like. And it's it, who you, yeah, who you are. I mean, it occurred to me only recently um, that there are still some self images that I, I have held onto for 40 years that are long since past, right? That are, they're not useful anymore. They're not useful anymore. Mm -hmm. And you can see this I think you see this most clearly when you're when you're at the holidays, when you're visiting your family of origin, right? When you're with your mom and dad or you're with your siblings and and you know, all of a sudden you're you're you're, you're I'm 55 years old and I become, you know, this little girl that's insecure that wants to please dad that like like yeah. why am I holding on time is going to pass. It, it, it is inevitable. You can't avoid it. And so why not, why not evolve with it? You know, but sometimes that does require you to, to reevaluate things. And it, it, I think sometimes it requires letting go. Yeah. So there are, there are relationships in your life that sometimes you need to let go of. And then there are other times where you need to reignite them. And then there are other times that they're never going to come back again. And um, there are plenty of people in my life. I look back and I'm a, I'm a different person, mm. you know, now I'm the same guy in the respect that I like humor and I'm, and I'm sort of a not give a shit kind of person. And that part of my personality, I hang on to, but I do try in my age to be more mindful of people's feelings, to look them in the eye, to slow down, to listen. These are things that I'm working on right? I'm changing as a person. So I think that um, I, wa I want to be more loving because in the end, when I'm dead, what I realized watching the passing of the previous generation in my family and friends and things like that is uh, it's not long after they're dead that their memories fade. Yeah. Well, the memory of me is going to fade someday. And, and that's a reality that we all have to face and it's okay. It's okay. It's it, it all it says when you think about that is you better make now count because you're alive now. You're listening to this now. Why not make the changes you want to make today? And because someday you can't make those changes anymore, you're going to be transmitted into the ether somehow. You know, I don't know how that works, but but you're not going to be here. So uh, I I just decided a while back. I'm going to make the days count and I'm going to do it with love because yeah. that seems to be the only thing that really lasts. 
Well, we, we've been talking a lot about this lately because both of us are reading the Stoics and, and Mark said this at one point and I've just held on to it. And that's the only thing that is real is right now, right? Because the future hasn't happened yet. Right, it's a concept. Right. It's just an idea. Um, the past is already done. Right. It's already done. There's nothing you can do about the past other than learn from it. And, and so the only thing that matters is this moment. So the question becomes, what am I going to do in this moment to be happier? Not just in this moment, but to set up my future moments to be happier. Right. And, and when I break things down to be that simplified, because that is a totally simple concept yeah. is that, you know, if I, if I want my next moment to be happier, there are choices I can make in this moment that might make this moment happy, but might make my next moment not so much. Right. But there are also choices I can make that'll make this moment happy and make my next moment happy too you know, or easier to find happiness in the next moment. And so why wouldn't I make that choice? Why wouldn't I set myself up to, to be happy now and later? Yeah. 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 And, and we have this, this constant fear of the limits of time that we're going to run out. And I can think of a, a, a rush lyric where Neil Peart says, you can get a lot done in a lifetime. And, hmm. and, you know, he's passed on and I look at his legacy is my favorite band. Some people may not like it, but as a drummer, he was an amazing, amazing lyricist and drummer and he accomplished crazy amounts of shit. And he only, I think he died at 67 or 68 years old. He was, he was relatively young from brain cancer. And so you just don't know when the day is going to happen. So I, I thought about my life. What have I accomplished? And I look at the freedom model. I look at that book and I look at my, my hunting career and, and the pleasure that I've gotten from that. I look at my three children, mm, right? I and, know. and I look at my wife and I look at the house we had, and then we sold the house and the, all the different cars we had. And I look at it. And then I juxtapose that against that tree on tongue mountain, right? And the passage of time and all that's been accomplished. Well, What's mattered in that aggregate of experience? What really has mattered is only love. Yeah, It's only the house doesn't matter. What happened in the house did. My kids tell me that. You yeah. Know, um, with my marriage, the, the fact that I always make sure my wife has a nice car. She's like, I don't really care about that. I mean, it makes, it's important. It's important to. to but it turned out to be more important to you. Yeah. And, but to her, she's just like, it's the thought that you take care of me. Mm -hmm. You know, so I love that. I mean, I really, really, really love that. So um, I found for me, and I'm not speaking for anybody else, that that's what I'm concentrating on to make each day better. And boy, it seems to guide me in pretty good directions. Yeah. Yeah. So can, can you make every single moment happy? I, Yeah. Um, to a certain extent, I mean, shit happens in life that, that is tragic and sad and, and we all experience those things, but even when those things happen, we can make decisions in the moment to lessen the pain, to lessen the suffering. And, and a lot of times for me, and I can't speak for anybody else, if I like 
love someone, like you've said, if I focus on that, it does lessen the pain. It it does. So here's something that's interesting. So um, you've read it already, and I'm reading it now, and that's the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius, right? Mm-hmm. So here's a guy that's lived thousands of years ago, pre-antibiotics, uh, high infant mortality rates, oh, yeah. and war. That was a constant struggle within the world and hand-to-hand combat. We're not, we're talking vicious barbaric war, right? And the supplies of food were negligible and clean water was almost right. non-existent. They, they couldn't go to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but uh, there was something that, that really struck me and, and, you know, these are the direct writings of them. They're very difficult to follow because of the old English style that, that it, that it was came from, but he talks about the loss of a child and this comes up in yes. his meditations like every, I'd say five pages. And he just casually talks about how much control you have over your thoughts and how you can have peace, uh, for instance, of chronic illness. And then he'll say the loss of your child, you know, and he talks about these things as matters of fact, right? Because they were literally everybody's family had infant mortality or the death of a loved one at young ages. And usually very tragically or with some sort of prolonged illness, right? Really awful shit compared to today. Well, most of the world does still live that way. Yeah. So, so here's what's wild. We in America have all kinds of apparatus around trauma and things like that, but it's all relative. Here are people all over the world throughout history for thousands of years dealing with things that we in America can't even conceive of. And, and it completely rocks our boat. But they're people too. They're no different than you or I. But their mindset is, their mindset is, now I'm not saying if you lose a child, you should gleefully go forward. Oh, That's God, not no. my point. My point is you do have control. And the example of Marcus Aurelius in that time period, or when we look at third world, we have to say to ourselves, boy, I guess we do have a lot more control than we thought we did over what we feel about tragedy for the things that happen to us. Yeah. And um, I learned that young. I had really awful things happen to me young that were beyond my control. And and I had to figure out how to be happy in it or it was going to kill me. And um, so you can get through things. You'd be shocked. at what. And sometimes that's what happiness is. Sometimes happiness is relative of, I'm going to survive this. Yeah. I'm going to make today about feeling grieving and, but not delving into self-pity. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to battle this situation, the circumstance, and I'm going to win in the end. I'm going to get through it and I'm going to be okay. That's your happiness. And then that's your day, like Michelle said. And then the next day it sets you up for, well, I'm one day away from that tragic thing. I can start healing. Then the next day, the next day. And within a very short period of time, you'd be shocked at how quickly you can move on from really bad things. Yeah. So look at time. Time is going to pass. It's going to pass whether you like it or not. And and I I think you, you almost have to make peace with that mm-hmm. reality. Um, and there are there are times when when we're we're happy that time has passed, right? We're like, oh, thank God I got through that, you <laughs> yeah, know? For sure. That's yeah, happiness. <laughs> that is happiness. I, you know, I look back at things that I've experienced that were very difficult. And um, I I think, it, you know, several months would go by and I would think, how the hell did I get through that? 
and so that's the good part about time passing yes. is is it it kind of can it's almost like a flood kind of washes everything yeah, away. Yeah, tsunami. Yeah, tsunami <laughs> washes everything away. Everything. It's, yes, you know, and yes, you almost have to start fresh with, with sometimes. But but that's but to your point, that's why living in the moment is so crucial because it's the only time that you can feel something real. Yes, the rest of it's memories or projections. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So. So I guess the the moral of the story for this 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 episode is yes, happy new year everybody. Yeah, that's... we're coming to 2024. It's going to be a new year and whatever you think about what's happening in the world, this all this shit that's happening in the world, it's happened before. You need to know the world is thousands of years old. Millions. So, yeah. Like I mean but but our our society and people that if you read the Stoics who lived thousands of years ago, right? It's the same. It's the same shit going on. <laughs> and we just all know about it because we get news in real time from around the world. Yeah. The propaganda and the change happens much faster, much faster. So, so, so if you, when you live in the moment, even when you see that there's all this shit going on in the world that maybe, maybe stressing you out, I think it's important to, when you're living in the moment, to realize I'm living in the moment right now, right here, sitting at this table, recording this podcast. Nothing bad is happening. Right. You know, whatever's going on out there isn't directly impacting me. Now, I know there are people who be like, you got to vote. It's going to impact you. I don't know. I've been on the earth 55 years and, you know, we're in the U.S. and who's president hasn't impacted me at all. Um, you but know, let's say, let's say that it's really impacted you. Let's say that the current government has completely screwed you over. Right. Right. And other parts of the world, this has happened. Yeah. And in America it's happened. It did. To, that to, is true. We, to, to real we just lives. went through something pretty, yeah. pretty horrendous a few years ago. I think that Michelle is downplaying how it has affected her mm. because of her mindset. And I think that's the point. The point is that if you are going through hell, if your farm has been taken away by some oh, globalist, yeah. right? If if your industry has been crushed and your way of living and your entire standard of it living has been destroyed. It did affect us pretty dramatically, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. The shutdowns and all that did affect us dramatically. So so if you are, if you're affected, we're, we're not dismissing that it affected us. But I think that what Michelle's saying is you're still going to get through it. Yeah. And, and And to not probably play into it. I can remember the shutdowns. Uh, me and Michelle would come to work. We never stopped. And Stephen, Stephen lived at the retreat. Yeah, we, he stayed at the retreat. We never, we never took a day off. No, we, uh, not we, even one, not even weekends. Right. We we, <laughs> we came to work every day. That's it was, right. It was like I don't know the people that are our age remember uh, Mad Max movies and like post apocalyptic. And so driving to work was kind of like there was nobody. <laughs> yeah, there I mean, is nobody. Like, I'm like, I could go a hundred miles per hour and nobody's going to stop me. Nobody's going to care. Not that I ever did. I actually didn't. Cause that would kind of scare me, but I did go like 70 and a 40. <laughs> I did but I, yeah. So, so that's, you know, mindset, mindset and living in the moment. And uh, yeah, so we beat the dead horse, but I, I, I really want people to know they can be happy and that it's relative happiness and you will get through the hard times, uh, pull your power inside. Sometimes you need to be like a turtle and just kind of hide a little bit and, and weather the storm, but you're going to be okay. 
So can I just tell the story about the other day? I like I live by the the Marcus Aurelius mantra, the live in the moment without judgment, which which when I first read it, I thought, well, that's trite. Like, what the hell does that even mean? I know what that means now. I know what it means unequivocally. Um, so I had a day that was just the other day that I, I was trying to record the new video for the app that we have coming out. It's a welcome video. I'm doing it by myself. I've been working on it for weeks and I wasn't really sure what it was going to do, but I had wanted to get it done last week. So here I was the other day doing it and I had finally a really good take. And when I went to listen to it, I had realized that the microphone was way out there and it was the best take I'd had, but it was echoey and not right. The sound was, quality was so bad. And I was like, oh, wow. So I was like, okay, okay. Now, like Mark will watch me. He'll be like, I'll, I'll be like, <sighs> like ready to cry. And then, and then I'll, I'll live in the moment without judgment. And I'll shift my, and I'll, no, I get to do it again. I'll do it better. And so I, I did it again. I did it better. It worked out. I was like, okay, this is a good take. So I had shifted my, shifted my mindset back to being positive. Like I can do this, go into my office and I had no internet. There's internet around the building, but for whatever reason <laughs> in my office and I had need the internet to work on editing the video and getting it ready to be put up. And I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. There's no internet. And I mean, not I'm when I say no internet, I still don't have internet in there. <laughs> it's still broken. But then I, I was like, you know, oh, I had to like, just keep breathing. And then I figured out that I could get Wi-Fi. Not as good, not ideal, but something's wrong with my ethernet cable. Still not fixed. And then I was doing something else and I spilled water on my desk all over my papers. So it was one of those days that just kept, <laughs> you know? And so that's what we talk about when we say live in the moment without judgment, because I could have been super dramatic. And, and I think I even did say to Mark at one point, I think the universe is conspiring against me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, but I, but I said it a little tongue in cheek, even though internally I was kind of feeling that way. Yeah. Um, there were some other things that happened that day. Uh, but, but it's, we all have that and it really does come down to now shifting things around for me has become easy because I put it into practice over the course of this year. Yeah, it works right over the course of this year. So if I look at 2023 and I think, what have I accomplished? Well, we've accomplished a ton. Uh, I mean, we're at, this is episode 204. We've done a podcast every single week. <laughs> we've recorded, even if one didn't get released, it was recorded every single week. And, um, and there are things that we decided we were going to implement that we just in that moment did every single day, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and so that was just one of the things that I was like, you know what, that day was easier because of knowing that, because of implementing living in the moment, because of reading the Stoics, because of, of doing things, making choices in the moment to make my next moment better. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope this was helpful for everybody. Oh, I think it's going to be helpful. <laughs> I think it's going to be helpful. Yeah. So happy new year, everyone. We're so excited. We have so much great stuff coming out in 2024. 
Um, you know, we talked about it in the last podcast, but I want to tell you we're even closer now. If it hasn't been released already, as when this comes out, um, it's going to be released within days. And that is our 12-step deprogramming um workshop, workshop that is pre-recorded. It's it's a couple hours. I mean, it's 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 a lot and it's five but, sections, but it's going to, it's going to change lives. It's going to give people who are frightened to move past their attachment to 12 steps, even, you know, that are sort of what I call in recovery purgatory, they, they want out, but they, they're afraid to leave. Yeah. Um, it's going to make their lives a lot easier and will provide the path and the logic to leave and move on with your life. Yeah. And if you look at it, even if you're, if you're somebody that's been going to meetings and, and we do see this a lot in, in the leaving AA groups and that you may not have had a terrible experience there. You may, you know, you may feel like it's helped you in a lot of ways, but you're just, you don't want to be chained to meetings every single night or every single week. And we'll get, we'll give you the reasoning why you can leave. Yeah. Yeah. That you can be okay. That you actually, you achieved abstinence in the same way that everybody does, you just changed your mind about heavy substance use, you know? And so we're going to show you exactly what AA was all about um, and why you deserve credit for what you've accomplished in your life and what you've done, not AA. That's right. And uh, then, of course, uh, register for the masterclass. If you have any questions about what the Freedom Model is about, if you're new or you're ready to get started on on really implementing this into your life. And and ultimately, I say it over and over, moving on with your life. Yep. And also, don't forget, we have a new app available for the Freedom Model Online Program. If you are not a subscriber to the Freedom Model Online Program, you can go to the App Store and get the app anyways. Um, it gives you very quick access to our masterclass. Um, it also has sample video lessons from all of the modules in the Freedom Model Online program. So you can look at those. It'll give you access to buy uh, the 12-step deprogramming um, workshop as well, which we now are offering standalone. Um, it is in the online program suite of like the full online program, but it is also available on its own as well. That's right. So, and if you come to the masterclass, there's discounts for everything. There is actually. So, all right, everybody. Happy right. New Year. Take care. Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? That's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the Freedom Model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic. And we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.